What's up, Hyper Fascination? On this episode of the show, we've got a repeat guest. Uh, in fact, he's been on many of the episodes. Uh, the one and only Carl Svensson, loan officer extraordinaire, and we are getting an update on all the crazy stuff that is going on in the world of mortgages and how it could impact you as a real estate agent. Welcome back to the show, Carl. Carl, welcome back. How have you been? I've been doing great, Dan. Grateful for for where we are right now and glad to be back. Yeah, it's been uh, a few months since you've been on the show last and not much has changed in, in, in real estate and, and mortgages since then probably, right? <laughs> One month can, can change a lot. Uh, yeah. As far yeah as, that, was, you know, that, was, that was my right. attempt at a joke. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you know, uh, the Fed meeting here this, this September uh, – not a whole lot changed, but the comments that they made really impacted the stock market, the the mortgage rates, uh, you know, and the mortgage rates really based on the what we've seen with the the ten year Treasury, the T bills. So, I guess the main takeaway from the meeting was that the the Jerome Powell came out and said that they're expecting rates to stay higher for longer and higher for longer. Really spooked investors, and. That put a lot of people in position where they, they started dumping investors, dumping more money into the T-bills, which then rose the yield on the T-bills. And you know that negatively impacts mortgage rates. So, I mean, in a span of one month, I mean, it, the mortgage rates are, for most people, usually about a half percent higher now. And uh, you know, we try to stay optimistic here for, for everybody in the market, you know, because you're going to have more success if you have more of a, of a, of a positive attitude. I mean, we, we want to live in reality, but you want to stay positive overall. Uh, and you, we're in an environment now where, I mean, you, you can see some articles I, I read recently here that uh, uh, economists with Bank of America came out and said that we might see a 5% yield by the end of the year on the T-bills, on the, on the which would be insane. Yeah. I mean, we, I mean, we, we just, just crossed the highest part. Six, right? 4.6 we just hit, which mm, highest yeah. in 15 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if we I think, cross I think, last time, I think last time uh, you were on the show, mm-hmm. uh, sorry I keep cutting you off, it's just a problem with uh, not doing these in person, but last time you were on the show, I think we were at like in the 3-5 range or so, and, and so, mm-hmm. um, you know, yeah, a lot has changed. <laughs> yeah. If we cross five, that'd be the highest that we've seen in over 20 years, and I, I think the all-time high is like the 5-3 and some change. So definitely getting into some un, soon to be unprecedented territory. Well, and, and at this, to dive more in this Fed meeting, they said probably one more rate hike for this, uh, this phase of the quantitative uh, tightening, right? And, and that, I think, was expected. So that wasn't a surprise. But then they, I think they... They changed some of the language on the things they were monitoring, and then I think another thing is that they maybe pushed off how how um, long it might be until we see rate cuts, right? So they're they're saying one more hike, maybe by the end of the year, and then um, the cuts might not come till June, and, and maybe only two next year, and. Uh, that was a little bit of a change, I think, and and certainly more of a change. Um, 
when you when you go back to the beginning of this year, people were saying like the cuts would start at the end of this year. Some people, um, so so yeah, uh, things have changed. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it, it's going to cause more short term pain for people right. in real estate and just the overall economy. But long term, I think it's going to to benefit everyone from an economic standpoint. Uh, And the the reason I say that is because when I talk to some clients on a high level about the market right now, my take is that the economy is half broken right now. And the way that the Fed handles everything over the next six to 12 months is super important to prevent the economy being completely mm. broken. And what I mean when I say broken is you know, right now we have high inflation and high interest rates. But the last thing we want is for them to start cutting too soon. And then we're in an environment where we still have high inflation and we have low rates and we're in a recession. Then you pretty much put yourself into a box where you, you may not be able to really fix it without there being some some significant uh, negative impacts. Yeah, they're they're in a, they're in a pickle, I guess. Um, do you think we've seen like peak mortgage rates, or do you think do you think they're still going to go up more? No, I, I think that there's still opportunity for things to get a little <laughs> worse before they get better. Yeah. But thanks for bringing that up because I I think in that same breath, you, because first lien mortgage rates are not tied to the Fed rate. They're tied to the 10-year treasury, the stock market performance, unemployment, uh, mortgage-backed securities. All those different factors impact mortgage rates, and it's not just the Fed rate. Uh, We may see some improvement on mortgage rates before they start cutting because inflation, along with all those other items, inflation is the primary driver for mortgage rates. So with them keeping rates higher for longer, it should stifle inflation more, and it you know data lags. So it's going to take a little while for us to get more inflation data that's going to show that inflation's tamed. And we're probably going to get that data before the Fed starts doing rate cuts. That's what they're looking for to start before they start cutting. So we may see some improvement in mortgage rates a month or two before we start seeing Fed rate cuts. Are you, are you thinking we're getting to the point, too, where some of the big months of inflation from like a year ago are going to start to like drop off and, and that – you know, in a couple months, we might see levels, you know, closer to two or what's, what's uh, your take on that, on the inflation? I I think we're ways away from touching two. Uh, Mm -hmm. Some people with some adjusted lag numbers are are saying that we're really closer to, or just under three at this point. But I I think I've been saying for the whole course of the year that because of how high the numbers were in October of November last year, those two months are two months of big opportunity for us coming down the pike here shortly. So uh, if we stay on the track that we're on now, then there is a, a huge opportunity for us to see some better data come November, December, when we can replace those October, November numbers from last year. But, you know, there, there's some things that are unpredictable that can skew the data. We saw in August the the biggest thing that kind of skewed the data was energy costs and, mm. and oil costs. You know, so it, energy really skewed the overall inflation numbers that we got in August. If if those hadn't gone up in the in the capacity that they did, then it, it probably would have been a win. Um, so, I mean, that's kind of the difference of looking at headline inflation versus core inflation numbers. Yeah, the the energy, I think 
cost was definitely something that was uh, not expected and made a big impact. But I think the other kind of interesting thing that we mentioned before the show actually was, you know, the Fed, the Fed is going to be looking at jobs data and, um, and it's, you know, it's, it's not the unemployment data, jobless claims and all of that look, look good from the point of like not indicating we're in a recession, but then, you know, like I think, I think after that number came out, then they revised what, was a good number like six months ago so it's Mm -hmm. almost as if like sometimes the number comes out and then a few months later some people in the department figure out like they didn't calculate this right or this data was bad and and now all of a sudden the number is not what they thought it was yeah and that's huge that you bring that up because when you get six months down the line that's not going to be a market mover anymore because people either aren't going to pay attention to it or it's it's essentially aged so much at that point where you know, people don't it, it's not going to change how investors move their money and the overall outlook on the economy they're they're going to continue to look at the most recent data that's come out so um, and I mean we see that you know we've seen that for years uh, they they always go back and do revisions uh, as, like as far back as a year I think is is the farthest the back that they go um, so Hopefully the the numbers that we get in you know over the coming six months, hopefully those are a little bit more in tune with where we actually are. So that way, mm. that's going to drive you know, drive mortgage rates to a better position. You know, the higher the unemployment goes, the the better that is for mortgage rates. Yeah, it's it's interesting. With you know a year ago or six months ago, three months ago, we wouldn't have thought it would like get worse. We thought it would be getting better, and like a lot of realtors were using the, the, the tagline, like, uh, you know, marry the house, date the rate. And that, you know, I'm sure over time that will pan out, but it's almost as if, you know, maybe now you, you say like, get buy the house before mortgage rates are at nine, you know, (laughs) perspective is everything. You know, uh, I was, I was talking to a client, earlier this week that closed a year ago. And, you know, I would have never thought a year ago that their rate in the high fives is a pretty good rate compared to where we are now, you know? Um, So yeah, perspective is everything. And it's really impacting. I think from what I'm seeing in my business, it's impacting first time home buyers the most because with the higher interest rates, it's just less affordability. Uh, Investors aren't really impacted especially if they're putting a large amount of money down because it's just all pure numbers. There's no emotional component to it. And it, it there are solutions for those buyers where you know, they can qualify for a loan product uh, regardless of, of what the numbers look like. It's just a matter of it making sense for them. Whereas with first time home buyers, it, you know, somebody now that can qualify for, you know, 700,000 would have qualified for a million, like just three, four months ago. Uh, so it, it's pretty drastic. What um, what kind of things are you telling real estate agents to do right now to you know help their buyers navigate these times and and help them to have more confidence? Yeah, I mean it's all circumstantial to what their target audience is. You know, I, I think right now uh, with how how much ever you know, there's a lot more people on social media now than there were you know, just a couple years ago, let alone five, ten years ago. 
So I, I think it's really important to get hyper-focused, to use one of your words, you know, uh, <laughs> on, on one particular segment. So that way, you know, you have a niche. Uh, but, you know, once I've, I know what your niche is, that's when I can kind of better better assist you with what's going to be more advantageous for your buyers. Uh, so, I mean, first-timers is a completely different segment than move-up buyers. It's a lot easier right now to provide solutions for the move-up buyers because they have, you know, existing equity in their current home that they can leverage you know, either with a bridge loan or we can talk to them through how a recast works after closing and so in those situations, you know, I just had somebody on the team last week in this in this scenario where the the buyer plans on selling their house after they close on the new one. And they, they have the ability to put the money down so they don't need a bridge loan. But they are going to take the money from selling their house and throw it at the mortgage after when they sell their current place. And we know, you know what those numbers look like because we've asked the right questions. We've gone through a full buyer needs analysis. And we, we, we ha we're equipped with all the information we need to be able to walk the buyer through what it's going to look like after they do the recast on their, on their mortgage, after they close on their existing home. So what we did is you know, we told them, hey, you know, this is what your monthly payment is going to look like as soon as you close on the house. But let's look forward. Once you do the recast, this is what your monthly payment's going to look like once you do the recast. And then, you, you know, I just asked the buyer, you know, what their outlook is on interest rate. Do you think it's crazy that interest rates may be 1% better a year from now? And then if they give me the, the no to that, no, I don't think that's too crazy. Then we give them the monthly payment of what it will be when they refinance to a 1% lower rate. And that was the difference walking them through being looking towards the future, being proactive and having that foresight of you know what you're going to be in in store for later on, that was a payment that he was comfortable with. And it, I mean, it was a couple hundred dollar difference uh, on the the interest rate difference, but that's the difference of him making a decision to make an offer or not. Yeah, no, it's uh, that's a great point. I think um, I, I, I I think you have to really be. Uh, problem solving, consultive, ask really good questions. And, you know, as a real estate agent, I know uh, the, the agents, at least that work with you, uh, they have another problem solver on their side, right? Like whether it's providing solutions for first time home buyers or, you know, move up buyers, like you just talked about, like you're, you're really good at like helping the agent dig in with the buyer and figure out the perfect solution for them. So I appreciate that. Love the update you gave us today, um, and you know I'm sure we'll do another one of these in a few months and, and see where things are. Uh, if people want to connect with you or uh, you know learn more about how they can work with you, what how, how should they do that? How did they follow you or, or get in touch with you? Yeah, shoot me a text at eight zero four six six five four three four four, and we can hop on a call talk about what you're seeing in your business and be able to provide you solutions. Uh, I think that... All right, what was, what was that number again? Yeah, 804-665-4344. All right, well, thank you so much for being on the show today, Carl. To all of our listeners and viewers, thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Hyperfast Show. Please leave us some comments, feedback, hit the subscribe button, share with other real estate agents that you know, all that good stuff, and we will see you next time.